Hello and welcome to True Story. I'm Ahmed and with me as always is Annie. Hello. Uh, if you're listening to True Story from Nigeria, then you should check out Jalof Radio. And here's the thing. We know that we have a lot of new listeners from Nigeria because of the thing that happened uh, recently. So welcome to all of you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so Jalof Radio, right? It's a platform where you can get great Nigerian radio and podcast content. So obviously True Story is on there. Uh, and yes, you know, between myself and Annie, we are at least 30% Nigerian. So, you know, we qualify for for that platform. And, you know, if you're listening from outside Nigeria, fear not, because we're still available everywhere. And as you've all probably guessed, we're now being sponsored by Jalof Radio. So if you go and listen there, we get money. So please listen there so we can get more money and keep our personnel employed, you know. <laughs> Yep, the old sponsor. Well, well, actually, it's a new one. The first one, in fact, um, Jalof Radio. I'm gonna have to say their name a few times, just you know, just to get into the groove, just to believe <laughs> um, that that actually happened. Please, I'm not gonna lie. I'm still, I'm still really impressed that we managed to scam. Sorry, that we've managed to convince someone to pay us to do this. Right, like that's that's very impressive. But anyway, let's get to the real reason you're here. Annie? Yeah, that's right. A big announcement, people. We have a vaccine, right, um, for this COVID-19 yes. pandemic. And it was announced by none other than my boy, Vlad. No, not that one. The other one, Vladimir Putin. The problem with this vaccine, and they call it Sputnik V, by the way, uh, is that we're not actually sure it is one. You see, usually vaccines go through three phases of trials. In phase three, which is the final phase, they are tested on thousands of people to look for side effects, you know, inefficacy and potential rare complications. Basically, phase three is to vaccines what Indian parents are to their kids' potential soulmate. They look for everything you never <laughs> thought to look for and go so deep into analyzing your future life that at that point you're sure to find something bad and have to rule it out. Now, this vaccine never went through phase three trials. It barely went through trials one and two, tested on a few hundred people, most of whom were probably under duress to say it all went great. Now, Putin is saying his daughter took the vaccine and she's fine, but he's never confirmed nor denied the existence of said daughter. So is it really giving anybody confidence, this whole thing? This is less an Indian marriage and more shotgun wedding in Vegas. Okay, all right. See, listen, listen. Let me just say this, right? Clinical trials are a social construct. Hear me out. The way I understand it, if you choose to identify as a phase three clinical trial, then everyone has to acknowledge that that's what you are. They have to call you that. Because who's to say that you are not, in fact, a phase three trial if you feel like one, act like one, and associate with others? I mean, even more importantly than any of that, if someone administers a drug to their own kid, then obviously it's a real drug. I mean, it doesn't matter that the drug, sorry, the daughter or the child in this case is real or not real. That's irrelevant. The point is, if he did have a kid, he would let her use the drug. And that's what really matters. Wow. Okay. Now, well, you know, I just want to say also, um, I did take the vaccine and it seems to work fine. No side effects. You need to go and get this stuff is what I'm saying to you. If you're listening to this, uh, if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I regularly share some uh, discount codes. You can use these to get price reductions on this fantastic vaccine for you and your loved ones, family, friends, <laughs> whoever. At limited time only, obviously. God bless Russia and Vladimir Putin. What a wonderful product. 
Oh, and be sure to leave a review and use my discount code. I don't know if I already said that so that they know that you got it as a result of my, my marketing efforts. I am fine, of course, no need to worry. Um, obviously, they're not making me do this. <laughs> you know, I'm saying this of my own uh, free will. Wow, okay, mate. Listen, people, if you don't consider that a health warning, let me just tell you, you should. Now, another thing we have to talk about today is obviously President Trump announcing a ban on TikTok unless it is sold off to Microsoft. Now, what's interesting here is that the US is not the only country annoyed with TikTok. India actually banned TikTok just last month following anger in the country after the border clash with China, which left many Indian soldiers dead. Uh, there were actually a bunch of Chinese apps banned in India along with TikTok and people were really pissed off at China. They were seen showing their anger you know, at all Chinese-made products, including dropping made-in-China TVs off roofs to destroy them, right? To which I say, you know... Wow. Thank God for flat screen. I mean, can you imagine taking those massive TVs from back in the day up to the roof, lifting it and throwing it off? That's just that's just too much effort, man. <laughs> that's true. You know, you know when we designed these uh, flat screen TVs back then, uh, one of the major driving factors was how difficult it was uh, when you were protesting to smash televisions. Now, if you remember, uh, yeah, you know, back yeah. in the day when, when you're protesting, right? You know, you're going through the store, you're breaking the stuff, you're looting, the pillaging, you know, all the good stuff. And it's going really well, right? And televisions are usually placed up against the glass walls, right, in the stores. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine how annoying it was uh, back then to try and move them. Yeah. Right? Smashing them wasn't easy either because a baseball bat might not necessarily give you the satisfaction that you're looking for um, yeah, with, yeah. with the bigger TVs. So uh, well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not no, sure what no. just happened, but I think we need to talk about TikTok, though. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's my bad. But, you know, on TikTok, I actually think it's very cool, right? So you attack TikTok so that the share price and the valuation drop significantly. Yeah. And then you use one of your many puppet corporations to purchase the company. Right? This whole thing probably started when uh, musical that LY was bought by TikTok, you know, all that time ago. Probably a bit of awkwardness left over. But, you know, speaking of cool ideas that you can take from government officials, I think that we can learn a thing or two from Nigeria. Yeah. Um, if you remember, Nigeria is a fantastically corrupt country. Uh, you might remember that, according to David Cameron, bless his soul. He isn't dead, uh, just to be clear. <laughs> I just said that because I remember how he had to resign. And you can see he was genuinely hurt that they chose the Brexit. Uh, fun fact, if you look up that video on YouTube where he's resigning, all the comments are filled with people asking if you've also seen the video of Theresa May resigning because she was crying in, in her video. And I consider that to be comedy, to, to be completely honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll never know what exactly your beef is with Theresa May. The other thing that's comedy, though, in that David Cameron resignation video is that you can actually hear him whistling as he walks back to his house after announcing his resignation. You know, can't blame the lad. After his country just voted for Brexit, he's like, okay, you didn't listen to me. Peace out, idiots. But I will say this, Ahmed. You're supposed to be talking about Nigerians we can learn from. That's true. Uh, I've digressed again. So... Over in Nigeria, right? Some guy was being questioned by the House of Reps, as government officials often are over there. Uh, this particular guy, Professor Keme Bradikumo Ponde. Just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of name. Uh, anyway, so he was acting managing director of the Niger Delta Development Commission. And like the name implies, they're supposed to develop the Niger Delta. 
which is mm-hmm. a part of Nigeria. A lot of oil there. Uh, you know, that's that's sort of the big overarching thing here. Anyway, so NDDC is getting probed over some missing money standard. Uh, this guy was supposed to be answering some questions about the missing money. Uh, so there's a video, right, where you know he's answering the questions. And then you notice he starts to look a bit ill mid-interview. Um, yeah. And then and then um, he faints over a period of time. I know that sounds... People usually faint all at once, right? But this guy kind of faints <laughs> over a period of time. And it doesn't end there. You see, that's the thing. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end with him passing out. Then you have a bunch of people trying to, I guess, react to the fact that the guy being questioned has fainted. And at some point, somebody has their hands inside his mouth. Um, I'm not sure what that person was trying to achieve. Maybe he thought the money was in there. I, you know, it, you have to watch the video, right? Just, just look up NDDC faint, right? And you'll find it. Uh, it's a great video. Anyway, the lesson here is really simple, right? If you're being questioned, right, and the questions are making you uncomfortable, just faint, right? It's a genius idea. I mean, generally speaking, Nigerians are very good at coming up with reasons why they should not be prosecuted or otherwise punished for crimes that they may have committed. If you remember, there was an incident where somebody said a snake had swallowed millions in cash. You remember oh, yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then there was a monkey that also swallowed some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just go over there and learn how to dodge uh, problematic situations you might find yourself in. Another one, another thing happened out of Nigeria. Uh, there's a lady, Dizani Allison Madueke. Her name is difficult. You might remember her, former petroleum minister in Nigeria. Wanted in multiple countries for multiple financial crimes, money laundering, looting, that sort of thing. You know, billions of dollars. You know, you know the vibes, wow. as the kids say. Uh, yeah, so she went on record the other day to complain about those internet scammer guys we talked about, right? She was complaining mm-hmm. that those guys are being viewed as role models by young Nigerians. Um, just a little FYI for you, they're called Yahoo Boys in Nigeria. And I think that's Yahoo, like the American company. I think it's because they first came to prominence because they used to use Yahoo Messenger back in the day to scam people. You know, they had those, they had those chat rooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so the chat rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're called Yahoo boys. Anyway, so everyone basically died of laughter when, uh, when the news broke that this lady, of all people, um, was, was complaining that these guys who commit financial crimes of being uh, viewed as role models. And during her speech, this was at an event, she said, and I'm quoting directly, there are no shortcuts to working your way up the ladder of life. Yeah, she said that. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't fabricate this stuff. <laughs> yeah, to our Nigerian listeners, by the way, please remember to follow us on Twitter at True Story XYZ and send us stories you'd like us to talk about. Uh, we also... We also give you a shout out. Speaking of which, uh, shout out to the listener who filled the survey and asked us how they can support. You all need to be like this person. <laughs> That's true. All right, so we're in our we're in our random smaller stories mm-hmm. section, right? Um, first one, UAE, right? United Arab Emirates. That that's the country that Dubai is a part of. Um, a lot of people don't know that's a country. But um, they have launched, <laughs> they have launched a Mars mission, um, and I feel like everyone else has been launching their various, you know, space age missions to see about the mm-hmm. possibility of existing on planets like Mars. But yep. but this is the one we're really interested in because this is the one that's going to tell us if it's possible for really really rich people to flex on Mars. 
Because you know, you know they're gonna build a Dubai extension over there where the rent is in actual kilograms of solid gold or some other mineral that can only be found on Mars. That is so true. Okay, over to India, and here's a story that sums up the country, right? So, under the pretext of going to pee, a COVID-19 patient in Darjeeling, India, right, he made his escape into the jungle from an ambulance, and then officials with loudspeakers were looking for him in the dark and rain, announcing the jungle is full of bears and leopards, and this guy is not safe. So, we get you, we get you updates <laughs> to that story when we have it, but that's how COVID-19 is going in India. <laughs> also, uh, heading over to another funny old land, an old friend of the show, Ukraine. Now, there was a gunman there who took you know, a few people hostage, and uh, his ransom was demanding the president to do a Facebook post recommending a certain Joaquin Phoenix film. Now, as soon as the president did it, he gave up uh, to, the, you know, to the police, and then the president deleted the Facebook post. You know, what's funny about this story is two things. One... Governments do sometimes negotiate with terrorists, don't believe what they say in the movies. And number two, the president deleting the post seems like bad form to me. I mean, come on, man. That, that, that's just cheap, you know. Uh, oh, and the movie mm-hmm. in question, 2005 documentary, Earthlings, which talks about the industries that abuse animals for profit. Now, you can see why this guy did not like Gladiator, which would have been the Joaquin Phoenix movie I recommended. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. Um, Over to New Zealand now. Um, New Zealand went 100 days without a COVID case. Mm -hmm. So I think there were no local transmissions, and that's very impressive. Um, What they didn't do is go 100 days without divorce. That's right. Huge surge in uh, separations over in New Zealand due to the uh, the lockdown because they had a really strict one, so people were really... um, really getting to find out what their spouses are like. And a lot of people asking for a refund. You know, there's a <laughs> quote uh, from someone that said, what happens if we go into lockdown again and I'm still married to that person? To that I wow. say, you're asking all the right questions, Karen. <laughs> Back in Europe, Belarus held a controversial election and the, uh, the incumbent won. As, as is the case everywhere these days. Um, the main opposition candidate has now fled the country to Lithuania. A lot of protests. You know, it seems like the election was rigged. You know, you, you've heard this before. This all sounds very African, right? Except the part where you flee the country. Um, in, in Africa, um, you just, you just kind of join the winning side, don't you? Um, no need to leave. <laughs> And, and I know that you guys are curious about this. Um, the name of the president who won is Alexander Lukashenko. And the, uh, the mm-hmm. lady from the opposition who had to run away is called Zviatlana Sikanuskaya. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I, yeah. I think her name is far more presidential than his, you know, for mm-hmm. Belarus. Yeah. And... Uh... Finally, a feel-good story of the day to end everything up. You know, a man in the U.S. split a $16 million lottery jackpot with a friend after a promise made to each other in 1992. You know, isn't that wonderful? Um, wow. This this actually reminds me of the time Ahmed and I promised each other that if, if we ever go bankrupt, the person who isn't bankrupt will promptly delete any evidence that we ever knew each other. So, you know, if you wake up to find out that true story no longer, no longer exists, you'll know that at least one of us has finally filed for a chapter 11. 
<laughs> uh, okay, so that, that's all we have for, for this episode. Thank you to our sponsors. Yes, we only have one sponsor, but we're getting into practice. Remember that time we used to thank our sponsor and we didn't have any sponsor? And yeah, now we yeah. have a sponsor. So, yeah, you know, it, you, you got to imagine your future. Manifest this stuff. Um, if you visualize your future, you can achieve it, right? The key is truly believing that the world is like an oyster, right? Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't that. This is... This isn't that podcast. This is the political political comedy one. The motivational life code scam thing we do. We record that at 11. You you really have been acting weird since that vaccine, man. Uh, no, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Keep following us on social media. True Story XYZ. Send us your comments and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>